You're listening to the Truck Talk with TriVista podcast, brought to you by TriVistaCompanies.com, the ultimate source for all things trucking, and sponsored by Shireman Construction in Corridan, Indiana. Generations of craftsmanship built into everything they do. I'm Anita Massey, Director of Marketing for TriVista Companies. Thanks for joining us. Today our topic is technician training. It's cheaper to train than not. We'll be exploring the pros and cons of training versus not training your technicians and how each decision directly affects the bottom line and the morale of the entire organization. Today we'll be joined by Chad Johnson, Vice President of Service and also one of nine engine specialists for Navistar throughout North America. Chad has been with TriVista Company's O'Halloran International Dealership for 10 years and spends a great deal of his time traveling around to each of our dealerships throughout the states of Iowa, Indiana, Kentucky, and Ohio. Chad has also written an Ask the Expert article on this same topic a few months back, which is posted on our website, and we'll touch on some of that a little bit later today as well. So Chad, why don't we start by having you introduce yourself and telling our listeners a little bit about how you got started with O'Halloran International. Uh, thanks, Nita. It's great to be here today. Um, I did it in 10 years. It will be January. I've been here 10 years. And I started working on trucks 35 years ago to pay for college with no intent of still being working on trucks. And uh, long story short, I got my bachelor's degree and ended up working downtown in a trucking company for a, a number of years before I got into uh, some other businesses. But yes, I've been working on trucks for, for uh, a long time. That sounds great. It's a good story. So let's just dive into today's topic then on technician training, and we'll talk about some of the reasons why it's cheaper to train than not train. I know you and I had discussed earlier about how having a trained workforce is really critical because it means your workers are not only learning new skills to improve their production, but it's reducing the amount of time spent in delivery of services, reducing production costs, reducing mistakes, building confidence in the workforce, etc. And I know we also talked about some of the main reasons why training in general is needed, um, which is the employees become underqualified due to changing technology or development of new methods or new business systems are acquired. So having said all that, what are some of the other reasons that you would want to train your technicians? A good technician typically has two things. One is experience, and experience only comes one way, and that's with doing it, repetition. The other is the training side. And uh, some people, there's some people just have a natural aptitude to that career and they aren't as dependent on that training as other people are. So you have to figure out that right person to invest that, that training in. Um, but if you have both of those, the training and the experience, you'll be able to repair things much more quickly. Uh, so you're more efficient of a tech and that helps us on, you know, from customer satisfaction, it helps us from a revenue standpoint. So it's, it's also, I guess, critical thinking and problem-solving skills would play into that, good creativity and just being innovative, too. Yes, and thinking outside of the box. A lot of times if you get in a rut, they want to repair something the same way. It's like, well, I've seen this before, so I want to fix it. Well, within Navistar, especially in warranty, we have to follow a set path. If we don't follow that set path, then we don't get repaid for that warranty time. So... We have to keep going back going, I believe you think you know what the problem is. You still have to follow all of these tasks and this path in order to identify that that is the true problem so we don't throw parts at a problem. Even on a customer pay issue, you don't want to throw parts at something. It's, uh, if a customer sees an invoice 
and it's oh, it's it's a starter and it's an alternator and oh, it's a set of batteries. And then there's another job further down the line says, oh, repaired broken wire. Well, was the broken wire the reason that the truck didn't start and we threw a bunch of parts at it? When I was a customer, that's what I thought. I just assumed, you know what, it was the wire all along and they were just trying to throw parts at it to get it fixed and it didn't work. So following the correct path is is very uh, important for them to do that and the training teaches them the path to take. And then I guess... Two, thinking about what you just said, then that would also provide cross-training or next-generation training skills that would be required for the folks that are coming on board, either as the apprentice or just new hires, right? They, um, they're going to be able to help train those new people. In an ideal world, your shop makeup would be several highly experienced techs. You'd have some middle-road techs, and then you'd have some younger technicians that you're grooming to be those next groups uh, in the future. And your real high-end techs, the experience that goes into that is irreplaceable. You just, being able to go, well, you know, I've seen this before, and so I can fix it. Uh, it'll save time, it saves the customer money, um, and it gets the truck back on the road faster. Yeah, and I think, I want to touch back on what you were, what I was saying earlier about just your title, about being one of nine engine specialists for Navistar throughout North America. To me, that's pretty impressive. So. I know since we're talking about training, you obviously had to go through a very intensive training process to achieve that certification. So can you just give us a quick overview of what that training was like, how long, you know, just an overview of what that was about? It took about six months to get through everything, and basically it was the hands-on portion of all the engine platforms that Navistar had at the time. And uh, being able to put, as a manager, knowing what the technicians go through, um, to help on the sales side, so I can go in with uh, one of the salespeople to explain engine properties, engine uh, characteristics, you know, the ways that we can change the engine settings to get a better fuel economy. There's a, a lot of little tricks like that. And so the, over the years, we've been able to do that with a lot of customers. It's just I, I'm not a salesperson. So, and I, cl- I point that out every time we go through this conversation with a customer. I, I'm not a salesperson. So if you ask me a question, I'm going to tell you. The answer, you may not like the answer, but I'll tell you what I know about it. And it's been, it, it really helps the sales person and sometimes kicking me because, you know, he or she wants to sell trucks, but it's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not like that. I'm, I want to be as accurate as I can with the customer going in. So they don't have any, uh, expectations that are not realistic. So that sounds to me like this is a good way that Navistar is exceeding. I would say, industry standards and helping build our reputation to do better and be better than our competitors because we really are taking the time to train all of our folks as thoroughly as possible on our products and our engines and all of the other pieces and parts that make up that truck. We're, we're actually, uh, each one of our locations has a scorecard. It's called Diamond Edge. And for each one of the diamonds, there's potentially five diamonds that you earn. One of those is SLA and training. And Navistar has a requirement based on shop size. So if I've, if I've got eight technicians in this city, then I probably have to have three of them trained on this engine platform uh, to be certified to get that diamond. And then it just grows by So if I have 30 technicians, which we, you know, we have 28 um, in Altoona, Iowa, it, we have to have more because there's more people that are in that group. We don't go for the minimum. We never have. We always exceed the minimum because someone could leave tomorrow or 
maybe Navistar would up the requirement. The bigger thing is it's an investment in the technicians that we have to help them be better at what they do. So I want to train all the people that, that are willing to go and that are capable of going. Um, some it's more difficult, young children, things like that. In, in a lot of cases, the, the engine training itself is typically hands-on. There are classes that you have to take online to be able to take the hands-on class. But typically when an engine platform is certified with Navistar, it's going to require us to go to Chicago for some hands-on courses with at least you know, two, three, four, five people. Obviously, that's a lot of solid reasoning for why you would want to have proper training. What, do, what would you say to people that have these excuses about not wanting to train like we're too busy, um, we don't have the money, we don't want to worry about bringing in a third party of some sort, um, or the last training experience we did was awful and I don't want to go through that again. So what would you say to those people that just have these objections to training? Well, just like I said on the truck side, you know, preventive maintenance is an investment in the truck in that future of that truck to keep it on the road. Training is an investment in your most valuable asset, your employees. Uh, it helps us. It helps them. I want as many of them to train as, as they can. I, we recently uh, hired a technician in Iowa, and the, the sole reason he wanted to come to work for us is that he, he couldn't get any training. He was working for a competitive OEM, and they, they were too small a shop. They couldn't give him up for a week or whatever to go to the training. And he w was desperate in his mind to have it. And I told him, don't, you know, worry for what you wish for because I'll send you to whatever platform you want to go to. If you want to go to Cummins training, I'll, fine. We'll send you, pay, we'll pay for you to go to that. So the, I, I just can't comprehend why you would not send people for training. You have excuses all the time, but that's what they are. They're just excuses. Yeah, it sounds like it because, like you say, your our employees are our biggest asset, and we want them to be happy. We want them to feel like they're contributing and being a part of the team, and that they're efficient. Um, you know, not making errors and things like that. So I agree with you. I think it's a, a money well spent. <laughs> you mentioned earlier when we were talking, I think before our podcast about Navistar's various training opportunities. I know you've written about that in the past. Can you talk a little bit about what some of those are? There are 16 categories on the technician side, and um, each one of those categories has classes underneath it. Some have more than others. So there's a, um, there's a drivetrain class. Well, there's a drivetrain section, and under that drivetrain section, you could have a class on power dividers. You could have a class on transmissions. You could have a, a class on drive shafts and, and those kinds of things. Um, and then on the engine side, in the engine category, that has the most, both online and hands-on classes. Um, and so we manage that by category. So if I see one person has 15 of the 16 categories handled, I'm really going to urge that individual to finish the 16th. Um, so in, in the Navistar world, each person counts as a whole. Some of the other OEMs don't do the same thing. So there's one other OEM that we represent that I can combine people to be a, a what is the equivalent of one person. So I can have three people that are third trained, and I get credit for one person. And Navistar does not. No, they do not. It's it's all or nothing. You have to have in by that category anyway. You have to have that entire category to be able to to say, hey, I have this qualified person. Yeah, and and the way that it's measured on the scorecard, it's it's a, the green. It's a green box. 
If it's, if it's red or it's empty, then no, you don't have your person. And then each year, it's not uncommon for their, them to add on a, a class or two in those sections. So I might have somebody that's master certified in everything, and January or February rolls around, and pretty soon they're not green boxes anymore because they added three or four more classes that they have to take. And so we watch that fairly closely in all the locations because, again, we want to make sure that we have that investment uh, handled in those people. And do we keep, I'm assuming you have a, a rotating schedule somewhere that you, you are watching for that. So if it's time for the new person to get trained in 2020, you've got them on that list, and then the new people are moving up behind them on their list as well. Yes, and then I've got, uh, I, I'm pretty good friends with our uh, CSC, our, our Navistar rep, and he watches for empty classes for me or openings in classes that are upcoming. And when he sends me those, I send them out to all of the shops saying, hey, there's a hands-on class for, you know, the A26 next week in Woodridge if you have somebody that you can send. And so we, we've been able to take uh, advantage of some of those last-minute opportunities, too. The engine classes fill up fairly quickly. When we come out with a new engine, either platform or a new uh, something significantly different that we have to have somebody do hands-on for, those classes are, usually get front-loaded because everybody wants to get their people in and get it done. Um, so they're up to date for their training requirement. So these these trainings, it's not only written tests, but it's hands-on practical application testing too. Correct. And uh, uh, the the actual classes themselves, the there's a lot of computer-based stuff, uh, but there uh, there is a hands-on uh, HVAC class, air conditioning, and there are many hands-on engine classes. I think the HVAC class may be the only other hands-on. Um, besides engine. As, uh, what comes to mind, that's, that's the way it is. And I guess Navistar brings not just their engineers, but also just different techs from around the country to help help with the training? Is that? They have a staff in Woodridge. Woodridge is a suburb of Chicago. And they have a full-time staff there. And th when they're not teaching classes, they're preparing for future classes. Sometimes they have special projects for the factory the factory will send over something and say, here, try and break it or something. And so these techs are usually, they've recruited some of the best techs in the nation to work for them in Law and Woodridge. And uh, they're pretty impressive, mostly young people, but very, very impressive people. So it sounds like TriVista is really um, on board with training and sees it as an investment in our employees' futures, and they're happy to make that investment. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, our owners have never said, don't do this or don't do that on the training side. It's always been very encouraging. We're very early adopters, typically. Uh, we volunteer for pilot programs because, again, we want to be in front of the curve. We want to be uh, the one that knows what's going on before it's too late. And so we're, we're uh, very early on adapters in most programs with Navistar. Are there any pilot programs that we're working on that you can talk about? or? Is well, International 360 is rolling out now, and our Altoona location was a pilot for that for a few months before they rolled it out. And uh, basically, it's just an automated way for your customers to stay current. And they can go to the website, they have their own login, and they can see the status of their truck. And it's tied to our business system. So when we update, as we update our tickets, then it's updating the International 360 as well. It's another way they can com they, the customer can communicate with us. If they say, hey, I, I need this truck as soon as you get it, when are you going to have it? Instead of them calling, which is a very 
inefficient way to communicate because you get the, hey, how's the weather, and all that stuff, where if you put it in that, that app, that International 360, it's like, okay, the truck's done. When can you pick it up? It takes five seconds to read, and you don't waste the time with the phone call and everything. Yeah, agreed. Is the International 360 tied in with the on-command connection? There, all of that stuff is somewhat connected in a way. Uh, the International 360 also has the truck location, and so even on trucks that don't have new trucks anyway, that don't have onboard technology on them, which there are very few that don't, but their Navistar has the device embedded in the dash, so they know where that truck is at. So when they measure us on our uptime, they also tell us, well, here's when the, the RO was created, and here's when it was completed, but here's when the truck got here. We saw the truck on your yard, you know, on Sunday, and you didn't work on it till Monday, or those kinds of things. Um, just to, they want to they want to over communicate with customers. They want to want to be uh, easy to do business with, and this is all part of that. Exactly. Well, I think that's this is good to hear, and I'm sure that when you are out there talking with the sales guys to a customer, that the customers are happy to hear that we take this training so seriously and that we have these um, options, I guess, available to them because that's going to equate to better service in the long run. Well, Chad, we're looks like we're coming up on the end of our time today. Is there anything else you'd like to add on this topic before we sign off? They could come to our website at trivestacompanies.com and take a look at some of the other podcasts, some of the other things that are going on there. There's um, Ask the Expert uh, out there and uh, just some interesting stuff. Okay. Well, thanks, Chad. I appreciate you stopping in today and giving us this great overview on the importance of technician training and just training in general. Um, clearly, an investment in an employee's skills, a skill set is an investment in our company. So, appreciate you stopping in. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Truck Talk with TriVista podcast. You can find more podcast talks or general information about TriVista Companies and its many dealerships at trivistacompanies.com. Until next time, be safe out there.